I really wanted to talk about moving into the new year and setting yourself up for success. Because listen, no matter how healthy you eat or how much exercise you do, if you are feeling stressed, you will not reap the full benefits of all of your hard work. Welcome to the Let's Start Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Haynes. We live in a noisy world, and this space is intended to bring you clarity, enrich your bank of wellness knowledge, and inspire you to kickstart your journey to healing body, mind, and soul. I'll be interviewing industry professionals and bringing you raw, real, and personal stories of healing through gut health, intuitive eating, and the power of the abundance mindset. Thank you so much for tuning in and getting curious. Your journey to healing starts now. Hello there and welcome back to Let's Start Health. This is a podcast willing to start the hard conversations needed in order to break through stigmas of mental and physical health, as well as educate and inspire those on a journey to healing. I'm your host, Chelsea Haynes. You guys, it is December 31st, 2019. It is the last day of this decade, and man, I don't know about you, but it definitely has me feeling reflective, if anything else. (laughs) So... This could be a time where we are recovering from the stresses of holidays. We are feeling energized about the shift, moving into a new decade and a new year. There is a lot going on in the world that we are walking in, in the things that we are consuming as far as social media and news. There's a lot of hype about setting goals, setting intentions, and I really wanted to talk about moving into the new year and setting yourself up for success. Because listen, no matter how healthy you eat or how much exercise you do, if you are feeling stressed, you will not reap the full benefits of all of your hard work, right? So maybe your goal moving into the new year is to up your health game or to maybe lose a little bit of excess weight or just feel better in your body. And I found it was really important to kept coming up on my radar to come on here and do an episode about stress. Stress is the root of all of our success and our stress levels are going to determine how well we follow through on these goals. So Let's look at a little bit of science of stress, right? So what is stress? Stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances, right? So maybe you've experienced acute stress where something traumatic or stressful happens in your life and boom, it triggers stress responses. You feel it in your body. You understand that it's happening and we know how to course correct. Or maybe you live in 
chronic demanding circumstances. So maybe you have a job and a coworker or a boss that keeps you chronically stressed. Maybe you are a single parent with a couple kids running around. <laughs> maybe you are potty training your children. Maybe your kids are going off to school, right? There, there are these levels of low-grade chronic stress because of these demanding circumstances, right? These different circumstances of stress are going to land in our bodies in different ways. So I'm going to give you a little bit of science here. The stress response is activated by the central nervous system, specifically the hypothalamus in the brain. So at the basic level, when we are triggered with stress, things happen in the body, right? Our heart rate speeds up, our eyes dilate, our respiration quickens and shortens, so we breathe more into our chest. Adrenaline, noradrenaline, cortisol are all pumped into our bloodstream, right? So we can run really fast and feel really amped up. Blood flows away from our organs and into our hands, our arms, our legs, and our deep core muscles like our psoas muscle triggering all of these things to happen so that way we can run really fast from the bear that is chasing us, right? In regards to gut health, of course, many of you know I'm a gut health coach. The reason why stress management is so important for me personally is because when we are stressed, either acutely or chronically, the number one first thing that happens is that digestion actually gets completely shut down. Right? If you are sitting in traffic and your commute to and from work every day, if you are being berated by a coworker or a boss, if you are in a relationship that is turmoiled, if you have felt disconnected or somewhat lost to your spiritual connection, you might feel this low-grade chronic stress. And that means chronically your digestion is shut down. So from the central nervous system, there are two branches. There is the fight or flight response, scientifically known as the sympathetic nervous response. The way I remember it is sympathetic starts with an S and so does stress. <laughs> sympathetic means stress. This is, again, the commonly known as fight or flight. Maybe you heard of it as fight, flight, or freeze. You know, if you can picture a scared animal who has been backed into a corner they're either going to run really fast, they're going to fight back, or they're going to freeze and play dead, right? So this sympathetic nervous system is what is governing all of these responses, turning our digestion down and sending blood to the areas of our body to help us run really fast or fight really hard. Now on the other end, we have another branch of the central nervous system known as the parasympathetic nervous system. This is the maybe more commonly known as the rest and digest state. And it's called rest and digest for a reason. And it's very ironic to me that many people who I talk to have never even heard of this term. Fight or flight is such a common state in our society, in the way that we live, that we've never even heard of this rest and digest state. It's not a common thing that we talk about. So in this parasympathetic response, rest and digest, all of the opposite things happen. Our respiration slows down. We can breathe deeper down into the bottom of our belly, right? It's sort of like 
breathing into a bag when we're having a panic attack. The reason why we do that is to try to elongate our inhales and exhales, right? Fill up the bag and empty the bag on each breath. This is going to act like a backdoor trick into our central nervous system to calm us down again. We're going to talk about techniques, stress management techniques in just a minute here. But I wanted to give you a little bit of of science and awareness to this. So when we are in this rest and digest state, our blood pressure lowers. We can breathe a little bit easier. Blood flows back to our organs. Our digestion turns back on. And what that means is that signals in our brain tell our stomach to start producing hydrochloric acid, also known as HCL. This is the number one thing that we need in our stomach in order to break down our food. Now, if our stomach is not producing enough HCL, which chronically as a society and as we age, we produce less and less and less hydrochloric acid, we are chronically eating very alkaline foods like pasta and meat, and it, our stomachs have to work very hard to break those foods down. So this is really important. Listen clearly here. If we are not producing enough HCL, no matter how healthy the food is that we're eating, no matter how expensive those supplements are that you're taking, you will not be able to assimilate the nutrients and properly detox any bacteria or pathogens that have entered into your body. I'll say that one more time. If we are not producing enough HCL, we will not break down that healthy organic food that you just spent all that money on at Whole Foods, and we will not assimilate those nutrients in those expensive supplements that you are taking. Okay, so how do we make sure we're producing enough HCL? We have to come back to a place of rest and digest. When we recalibrate and we recreate a new baseline of health, when we operate from rest and digest, our body naturally does what it does best. Digestion gets turned back on. Again, all of these parasympathetic responses via our central nervous system turn back on. So you can see how important it is. You know, as a society, we praise the go, 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 right? We look at the mom who's running a business and doing it all and her kids are potty trained and, you know, she also is a housewife who cooks every single night and does all the laundry. And again, she's running her own business and she looks amazing every single day doing it. And we think, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Why can't I get my shit together? (laughs) And we go down this spiral of compare and despair. And two things are happening here. Number one, it adds to our state of chronic stress. And number two, it feeds the system, again, praising that go, 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 go mindset. So what is happening is that we have created a baseline for health that is like an eight out of 10 on the stress scale, right? We operate from stress. I've even heard people say, you know, a little bit of stress is good for me. I, you know, I do really well under stress. Yeah, because guess what? That adrenaline is going to keep us going. (laughs) A deadline here or there, you know, that cortisol, that adrenaline, we are going to wake up feeling pumped up. We don't even need that cup of coffee because we're feeling amped because stress 
and the stress hormones that are running through our body are creating productivity. But imagine over time, chronic stress, what could happen in the body? I have seen cases of adrenal fatigue so severe that the adrenals completely shut down. That person's body no longer even creates cortisol. If you go back, I believe it's episode four, Ashley Taylor Wellness, who's now a health, holistic health and life coach, she had to quit her job. Her whole body broken out in hives from head to toe. Her body was no longer producing cortisol because she kept hitting the override button. Override, override, override. So let me ask you, when you wake up in the morning, do you actually feel rested? You get up, you have this perk of energy in the morning, you feel good, you get your day started, and then maybe naturally over the course of the day, you start to lose a little energy, and by the time it's bed, bedtime, you are sleepy and you're ready to go to sleep. How many of us actually live that way? Or do you wake up feeling exhausted? Do you wake up dreading what's happening for the rest of the day? <laughs> do you need that second or third cup of coffee and it's only 10 a.m. just to make it through to lunchtime? And then somehow come 7, 8, 9 p.m. at night, all of a sudden you're wired and you can't fall asleep. And you're busy scrolling on social media or watching another episode of your favorite show on Netflix, maybe pouring yourself another glass of wine to help you wind down at night. Now, I'm treading lightly here because if you're on medicine, bless that medicine. That medicine is helping you. That's not what I'm saying here. But what I am saying, let's just zoom out for a minute and look at the pattern. What have you become dependent on in your life in order just to make it through the day? And what would it be like to wake up actually feeling rested? What good, what joy could happen in your life if you woke up feeling excited, feeling grateful, and feeling truly abundant? What might it feel like to be living a life of optimal health? Hmm. Most of us don't even know. Most of us can't even imagine a pain-free day. And that for me, my friend, is where my passion lies. My passion lies in helping you understand that this is not your fault. We live in a society of chronic stress where our baseline for health is somewhere on an 8 out of 10 on the Richter scale of stress. This is not your fault. And healing is your responsibility. It is your responsibility. So what signs and symptoms are you living with that you've just written off, that you just pop another NSAID for? That's an ibuprofen or you know, over-the-counter aspirin. What signs are you, is your body giving you that something is out of whack? And are you ignoring it? Are you ignoring it? Where is your baseline of health? And what would it be like if your baseline was rest and digest? Wow, that would be cool. That means that when we actually are being chased by a bear, we could run really fast. <laughs> and when we're not being chased by a bear, we could sit and enjoy our picnic and actually enjoy it and actually digest our food and not feel sick and crampy and bloated. What would that feel like? What would that feel like? 
Another really interesting fact that's really important to know, I would really encourage you to write this down. The brain cannot differentiate between real or imagined stress. I'll say that again. The brain cannot differentiate between real and imagined stress. So if I were to walk you through a hypothetical situation of being chased by a bear in the woods, and we really went there, we really felt it in our body, you would get the same physiological responses as if we were actually being chased by a bear in the woods. Same responses. So think about this. Every single day when you sit in traffic, Every single day when you're at your desk and your boss is upset at you. Every single day when your kids overreact. That real stress becomes your norm. And then when things are quiet, when those things are not happening, we think about them, right? We're stuck in the story. We're stuck in the story. We relive the story in our mind over and over and over and over again. This is how post-traumatic stress disorder happens, PTSD. People who live with real trauma, real trauma, I mean, I always just picture a war scene. Someone who has been in war and seen horrible things, they come home and they relive this trauma because they're stuck in it, they're stuck in the story, they're stuck in the visualization in their brain, their body is reacting the same exact way. They're getting the same physiological responses as if they were still on the war field. There's a lot going on here, guys. And this is important for so many reasons because I promise you it's not a matter of if you get sick, it is when you will get sick. This chronic stress will lead to dis-ease in the body. You're already feeling not at ease, right? There's something in you. There's some, some tiny little speck of intuition trying its hardest to talk to you. Our body doesn't have words. Our body has skin. Our body has organs, right? Our body has the the physiological systems that it goes through every single day. And if there is dis-ease in the body, if you're living in this constant state of an uphill battle, right? You're fighting upstream without a paddle, right? You're going up current, up current, up current. Eventually, your arms are going to give out. Eventually, you're going to be so exhausted that you can't go on anymore. That's what's happening inside the body. So I highly encourage you to get inquisitive. This is a beautiful time to do a reassessment of our lives. This is a beautiful time to hit the reset button. Let me explain a little bit about the four ways that people experience stress because I think stress can kind of be this like elusive term. And we all know that stress isn't necessarily good for us, but I think it's challenging to really target how it's manifesting in our body. So there's four different ways that people experience stress in life. Number one is the biological chemical, right? The processes in our body, the things that are going on chemically, physiologically in our body. This is, again, the shortness of breath, the dilated eyes, the increased blood pressure, right? The second way that people experience stress is mental and emotional, right? This is this lands in our thoughts, in our feelings, in our beliefs. 
So chronic stress on a level of mental emotional is kind of in our mind where we're stuck in that story. We're stuck in that story. We're reliving the trauma, reliving it, reliving it. Whether it's a, a an uncomfortable conversation that we had with someone or unwarranted advice that was shared with you at a time that it wasn't welcomed or a very severe trauma that you experienced in your life. It can land mentally and emotionally. What are the thoughts that you think every single day? What are the feelings that you feel every day? What belief systems feed your actions every single day? And then what are you doing to cope with those emotions? Are you self-soothing in a way that is kind and that is nourishing? Or are you leaning into numbing techniques because you're not quite sure what to do with the emotions? Right? This is where depression and anxiety come into play. Stress can also land in our body in a spiritual sense, right? In our sense of connection to that which is greater than us. So if we are experiencing chronic stress or maybe an acute stress, maybe we lost somebody in our lives. As soon as I say that, I feel a little tightness in my chest. I really do. We've all experienced a loss and it's a real thing. And that stress can lead to a disconnection between you and that which is greater than us. Whatever word you'd like to fill in there, God, angels, universe, spirit, mother earth, father, son, what is your sense of connection? How does that look in your life? Has that stress that you've experienced created a wedge in your spiritual connection? And how can you reassess that? What would you like that to look like? How could having a connection to something bigger than us benefit your life? And it doesn't have to be ethereal. It doesn't have to be something that is very, you know, that is not in alignment with your own spiritual beliefs. It could just simply mean a connection to the greater good of human society, of humanity. I know that people who are fueled by a connection, by a motivation, a, a drive to something that's bigger than them, it keeps the little tasks every single day a little bit less daunting, right? If I am doing something out of my heart, if I'm helping to dig new water wells, my hands will probably get blistered. But what's keeping me going is that connection to humanity, that belief that there is something that I am doing in digging these wells that is benefiting the greater good of humankind. Now I can get down with that. And maybe you can too. And maybe that is your pathway back to something even bigger than that, to something even greater than what is here on the human level. Maybe. The fourth way that stress lands in our body is in a structural manner, right? In our bones and in our muscles. Have you ever needed to go to the chiropractor because your neck is kinked, because you're just not sleeping well, because you went to bed stressed the night before? Or you wake up and your body just feels stiff because you've just been feeling so stressed, right? Bones and muscles, our body, right? So this, is, this also comes down to the psoas muscle deep within our body. When we feel chronically stressed, there are messages in our brain that are being sent down our spine and communicating with this deep core muscle, the psoas muscle. There's a silent P in there if you want to Google it, P-S-O-A. 
This muscle actually connects our spine. It goes through our hip bones and connects to our femur bones. This is the exact muscle that physiologically communicates with the chemicals that are coming down in our brain saying, we're being chased by a tiger, now it's time to run really fast. <laughs> Those chemicals get sent to that muscle, that muscle cramps and tightens up. Right? So there are exercises that you can actually do to help reverse that message. So just like breathing techniques can help be a backdoor into our parasympathetic rest and digest chemical responses, you can also stretch and release that deep psoas muscle. If you've ever gone to a massage therapist and done a really, really deep, deep tissue massage or practiced certain yoga poses that help to stretch or release your deep psoas muscle, and all of a sudden you feel this sense of oh, release. Maybe, it, maybe you well up in tears or maybe you just feel calm. Maybe your jaw finally relaxes. That's because we're, we're, again, tapping back into the rest and digest state through our physical bones and muscles. So structurally, stress lands in our body as well. So I hope this gives you a little bit of clarity to help figure out where stress might be landing in your body. I really encourage you to journal about this. In your biological chemical processes in your body, in your mental, emotional thoughts and feelings, in your spiritual sense of connection, or in your structural bones and muscles? Where can you feel stress landing in your body? Where can you feel stress landing in your body? And write it out. Really encourage you to reassess what's happening in your life, especially moving forward into 2020. So let's take a step forward together here. So we have a lot of good intentions for this new decade right? A lot of good intentions. And listen, the effects of stress on the body go on and on and on, right? Increased cortisol production, decreased nutrient absorption. I've talked about those a bunch. Decreased gut flora, increased sodium and fluid retention, decreased thermic efficiency. I have a whole list. Decreased sex hormones, so low libido, increase in inflammation. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. So the reason why it's important to reassess this is because moving forward into 2020, again, we have some really, really, really good intentions. But if we don't get this stress thing under control, then those good intentions, will they won't serve us. We'll, and then we'll just feel like a failure. We'll set goals that we can't meet. And then all of a sudden it's, well, what happens now? Oh, I set this goal to lose this weight or I set this intention or I, you know, most people are setting resolutions right now. I'd, I'd like to do a whole nother episode on setting intentions rather than resolutions, but I highly encourage that moving forward into this new year, let's set an intention for the whole year and let that intention drive every empowered action. So it's not just one new year's resolution. We're not resolving to anything. We're creating intentions that are going to drive us for the rest of the new year. But you guys, if we don't get the stress thing sorted, it will all have been in vain. Your efforts will only go to feed that stress response in your body even further. So if you're open to it, I'd love to experiment right now with one thing that you can do together right now while you're driving in meetings. You can do this one stress management technique that has been used in the military, that has been used 
I mean, Navy SEALs use this technique and it's called the box breath. It is four, 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 four box breath. This is again, a backdoor technique to reset your central nervous system to come back from sympathetic stress state, fight or flight, immediately drop into parasympathetic rest and digest. I highly encourage you doing this for maybe two or three rounds right before you eat. How many of us are grabbing a sandwich as we're running out the door or we stop at Starbucks on the way to work because we need to shovel a muffin in before that meeting? And we're thinking about the meeting as we're shoveling the muffin in our mouth and we know that we're not really digesting it right, but it feels good in my mouth and I know I need a little something in there to prevent myself from getting nauseous from hunger. How many of us live that way? We are in chronic fight or flight mode and we're trying to shove food into our mouth. It's like, no wonder why we have so many chronic illnesses happening in our society today. And modern medicine, as amazing as it is, is great for the battlefield, but it just doesn't know what to do with us who have these chronic autoimmune, I don't even like to call them diseases. They're just symptoms. They are just symptoms that something is out of whack and your body can heal. Oh my gosh, of course it can heal. You are made perfectly. Your immune system is not attacking you. It's just confused. It's just confused. It's trying to attack something, something in the body. It's just confused. So let's do this breath together. The box breath. Four, 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 four. So as you're listening to this, maybe you're in the car, maybe you're walking, you can do this with me. Keep your eyes open if you're doing something else. Relax your shoulders. Let's just do a cleansing breath. And sigh it out. <sighs> yeah. I like to flutter my lips. It always relaxes the muscles on my face. Doing a body scan is another really great guided meditation. And I'll add that to my notes to lead you through a body scan meditation on one of my episodes here. I do it to myself every single time I fall asleep and I never make it past my face. <laughs> I fall asleep so quickly when I do a body scan and mind, mindfully relax all the tiny muscles in my body. But let's do it again. Roll your shoulders a few times. <sighs> Let it all out. So again, it's a four, 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 four breath. So together, let's just inhale to the count of two, three, four. Now we're going to practice holding our breath for two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold your breath empty, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Relax your jaw, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale deep to the belly, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, inhale, hold, Exhale, hold, inhale, hold, and sigh it all out. <sighs> Amazing job. 
I don't know about you, but I already feel better. <laughs> you can do this 444 breath while driving. Again, you can do it in a meeting. No one even has to know. You can do it right before eating. Little bonus points as you're sitting down to eat while you're doing this breath. Say a little thanks for the food. Ask it to nourish you. Feel grateful for whatever it is that was provided to you in order to receive the food that you're about to eat. Feel grateful for your body, which was able to work, which was able to make the money, which was able to buy the food that you're about to eat. Feel grateful for the time that you've been given to be able to eat the food. Let your body know that it is good to feel good. You are safe. This is a time to rest and digest. There are some physiological ways that we can also increase our hydrochloric acid production. So in addition to a couple deep breaths, which will immediately prompt our stomach to start producing that acid, but first and foremost, number one, if you are on proton pump inhibitors or over-the-counter antacids, Stop taking them immediately, immediately. If it is a medication, I highly encourage talking to your doctor about really desiring to wean off of them. And if you really need help doing that, reach out to a health coach like myself who can work in conjunction with your doctor to help wean off your prescription. By preventing those protons in your stomach from producing acid, you're actually creating much more long-term damage. We need acid in our stomach. And your acid reflux is actually not acid going up your esophagus. It's actually fermented food that is creating gas. And the gas is actually going up your esophagus and burning it. That food is sitting in your belly like a log on the next morning bonfire that it just cannot burn down. We need to increase that bonfire in order to break down that log that's sitting in your stomach. You can take supplements, HCL supplements, along with an activator. I would highly recommend, again, seeking out a nutritionist or a health coach like myself who can help guide you through some recommendations, who can work with your doctor to see the best options for you. When you wake up in the morning, you can simply drink some warm lemon water. What do you break your fast with in the morning? Is it a cold cup of caffeine over ice? Or is it a nice, soothing, warm cup of water with lemon in it? That's going to start stimulating your digestive system after maybe six to nine hours of not consuming anything while your body rested. Again, little bonus points. Throw a little bit of high-quality Himalayan pink sea salt in there for extra hydration benefits. It's like Gatorade without all the purple and all the sugar. <laughs> Wake up in the morning and drink celery juice. 16 ounces of straight celery juice on an empty belly in the morning cold-pressed, ideally, in a juicer. You can get a decent one on Amazon if you shop chelseahanescoaching.com. On Amazon, you can find the juicer that I like, or you can just use a blender and a nut bag. Celery juice is going to help increase your HCL production first thing in the morning as well. If all of that just sounds too stressful, just breathe. Just breathe. Uh, I hope that you have walked away from this episode with a lot of information. 
a little bit of actionable steps that you can start to implement right now and some inspiration as to why stress management is so important. And moving into 2020, if you need help hitting the reset button, if you're like, you know what, I get it, but I need some help, join me in the January Gut Health Reset Cleanse. This starts on January 13th. I am running a special promo right now. There's two ways that you can get involved. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, go ahead and leave a rating and a review, screenshot your review, email it to info at chelseahainescoaching.com so I don't miss it, and you will be thrown into the running for a scholarship to participate in the Gut Health Reset Cleanse. This is a $500 offering for free. I am gifting one person the opportunity to participate in this, so the person that is jumping on this right away, that person who says, I just really, really, really need this. Again, number one, leave a rating and review. Number two, screenshot and email it, info at chelseahainescoaching.com. On Friday, this Friday, January 3rd, that's two days from the day that this podcast was launched, January 3rd, the winner will be named. Hopefully it's you. I am also offering a huge discount until January 5th. There are limited space for this pre-launch. We are in the soft launch for the Gut Health Reset Cleanse. This pre-launch opportunity I'm offering 2019 prices for 2020. There's a few people in 2019 that were just not able to take the empowered action that they wanted to take. I'm giving you one last chance to take this action now. Hop on to ChelseaHainesCoaching.com. Add your name to the wait list and you will receive a promo code for $100 off. If you have trouble finding it, go to my Instagram at the Chelsea Haynes. You'll see in my bio a link for $100 off. Sign up. You will automatically be prompted a promo code. Take action on it now, though, because spaces are already filling up. Spaces are already selling out. There's only a limited number for this pre-launch pricing in January 2020. It's $100 off, you guys. If there's ever a time to take empowered action, the time is now because then come January 6th, we are in official 2020 launch for the Gut Health Reset Cleanse. We are not looking back on 2019 prices ever again. May it all be of service. Thank you so much for your time and for listening to this. Bless you all. And remember, be relentless in your journey to health. This journey is exactly that. It's a journey. It is not linear. There are ups, there are downs, and it is always easier to do together, to journey together. I don't want to journey alone. (laughs) And I'm so grateful that you guys are all here. Please continue the conversation with me in Let's Start Health Facebook group. This is a private group. Sometimes I go live and I film these episodes live. It opens the doors for live questions and answers. It gets the conversation going. I really want to hear from you. Who would you like to have on the podcast in 2020? What would you like to hear about? How can I be of service to you? Please submit it again in the Facebook group. Let's start health. Join the conversation there. I love you all so, so, so much. I am so honored to share all that I know. Thank you all so much for listening and have an amazing new decade. I wanted to take a quick moment to give you, my community of listeners, some genuine appreciation. 
I know how valuable and precious our time is in today's world of productivity, and I couldn't be more grateful for yours today. If you feel that this episode was of value to you, I would be even more grateful if you were to share it with your people. Go ahead and copy and paste that link into messages, or if you're feeling really creative, pop a screenshot of the episode into your Instagram stories and send it on over to that person in your life who might need this boost of inspiration today. Don't forget to tag the podcast handle Let's Start Health and my personal account, The Yogi Yachty, so we can have all the fun connecting, building community, and sharing all the things. Thank you again, and remember, be curious and unwavering on this journey to health.